and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 13th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m., right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook, send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. that's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G, or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy, that's Y-L-S. W-E-I-S-G-U-Y and you can also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is NSN Court Report because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade and we're at a point where they are getting ready for the championship season. Yes, folks, it is playoff time and the workers at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn are going to be extremely busy, but you know what? For you, they'll get the job done. So if you need anything, anything tra- uh, trophy or plaque related, give them a call, 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share in the efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our Court Report episodes going all the way back to the very first one. Plus, you'll also be able to put in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, much like the show is not about me criticizing, disrespecting, or degrading players or coaches. Please be courteous enough to do the same. Yes, folks, it is that time again. I said it before, I'll say it again. We are here. It is playoff time. This is the nitty-gritty, folks. This is what every Yeshiva League teen, every boy, every girl, every JV, every varsity, every basketball, every hockey player dreams of. It is the Yeshiva League playoffs, and whether you're a freshman, whether you're a senior, you understand what the playoffs are. You understand how how much this really means. You've worked the entire season for it. Some of you have been working the entire last three seasons for it. Some of you going all the way back to sixth grade. And for some of you, this is your first chance. For some of you, this may very well be your last. So I I think we all understand what it means to be a part of the playoffs. And the Yeshiva League playoffs are the most exciting event happening now. Olympics? Nah. Those are going on now, but you know what? Yeah, athletes from all over the world collecting in some obscure sports, much like, oh, well, one that we play in Yeshiva League floor hockey. Nah, our playoffs, nothing can top it, because over the next month, you are going to see some amazing, some out-of-this-world competition. You know, you think during the year, you see everything. You think you have you know, two of the top teams, you know, maybe the two top teams meeting up in the regular season. And you think what you see is, you think that's the max that you can go. Like when DRS and SAR faced up in varsity hockey um, earlier this year, or even this past week where SAR and Frisch met up in varsity basketball. You know, you think to yourself, can it get any better than this? And the answer is, if the past years are any indicator... 
absolutely anything you will see over the next month will likely top anything that happened in the last three. So keep your eyes peeled and keep glued to our coverage. Keep glued to the links that come up for uh, for live stream sites because uh, most of the schools that are going to be in competition over the next couple of months or next couple of weeks, I'm sorry, will be live streaming their games. So, you know, it, it's a great chance to just connect with the action and just see exactly what's going on. Speaking of us, like I said, it is February 13th. In one month's time, every single league will converge on their championships. March 8th will be the Varsity and JV Girls Basketball Championships. March 11th will be the Varsity and JV Boys Basketball Championships. And March 18th will be the Varsity and JV Boys Hockey Championships. And we will bring it all directly to you right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. That's right, folks. For the second year in a row, although for the girls it's going to be the premier, but for the second year in a row, the Nahum Siegel Network will be the exclusive place to catch all of the championship action for the Yeshiva League. We'll bring that to you. If you want to be a part of our team, if you want to be a part of our show, if you want to help put our program together, you want to bring it all together, be a sponsor, give us a call, let us know. We would love to have you as a part of the Nachum Siegel Network family. Again, sponsors, last year, with what we did last year, we can do so much for you. We can do so much to promote your brand. What was it? I, I, if I remember the numbers correctly, within 36 hours of the JV and Varsity Hockey Championships, over 4,500 views. JV and Varsity Basketball Championships, 5,000 views. Like, how do you top that? You know, you really can't get that with sporting events like that these days, especially on the high school level. We can do so much for you, and these kids will help you get there. So please give us a call. Let us know if you want to be a part. We look forward to making you and welcoming you to the Nakam Single Network family. Okay, I digress. Again, the show, not so much about me trying to push, but more about these kids. So let's get back to what happened with these kids over the last week. Some insane action in the world of varsity hockey. We had a couple of really, really interesting games, especially as it related to uh, Boys Varsity East, where we finally figured out who was going to host. We finally figured out who was going to go where. We figured out the same in Boys JV Basketball East, where we had a whole cluster of teams looking to really sort themselves out. We had three games there that determined what happened the rest of the way. JV, uh, Varsity Basketball West got really interesting over the past week with a nice little uh, uh, four-car pileup that we'll work through when we get there. I already told you about the uh, Varsity Basketball West also having Frisch and SAR. We'll delve into that big matchup between the one and the two team in the division. And then Girls Basketball also sorted themselves out. The The only real... There were only two divisions or two leagues that didn't really have many meaningful games. Um, Girls JV uh, already pretty much figured everything out. There were a couple of games, none of them really meaning much of anything, but we'll still go through them, and we'll preview the playoffs for the Girls JV League. Um, Looking at, you know, just taking a look at boys JV hockey, there were only two games. We'll get to those. One didn't really mean much. But again, for all these leagues, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We are ready, folks. We are ready to dive into the playoffs. 
first, we need to recap the last week of the regular season. And then once we do that, full speed ahead towards the playoffs, folks. So let's do it. Let's dive in right now. And we're going to start off with that JV hockey. So we told, I told you at the top, I told you just a few minutes ago, only two JV hockey games remained for the season. One for a crown and the other really for pride. Let's take a look at the West where coming into the week, only one race was left to be finished. And that was the JV West crown. TABC and Frisch came into the week neck and neck, already knowing that they would be one and two following TABC's win over Kushner last week. TABC came into the week with a record of 8-1, 16 points. Frisch came into the week with a record of 8-0-0-1, 17 points. So we knew right here the winner was going to take the division. If it went to a tie, Frisch would take that. So that coming in, having Frisch already defeating uh, TABC earlier on in the season, one nothing. You knew this was going to be a barn burner. This was going to be yet another rematch of last year's championship, and could pipe could right, excuse me, very possibly be a preview of this year's championship game. Well, if it was any indication, TABC has a lot to be happy about. Ben Englander scoring twice. Karpov adding a power play goal for the Storm, snapping a three-game winless streak against Frisch dating back to January by the score of 3 to nothing. In fact, the last time TABC defeated Frisch was November 2016. Final score at that point, also 3 nothing. The three goals here, three goals against for Frisch, almost doubles the goals given up on the year by Frisch, upping their total to seven against. For TABC, however, and Charles Gibber, yet another shutout. This is the seventh shutout for the Storm on the year, who have given up only three goals all season. Gibber giving up two, one in garbage time against Ramaz, and the other in the one nothing prior loss to Frisch. Certainly an historic season for one of the dominant goalies uh, since the JV League's inception. So now that we have that result, we know the West shapes out like this. TABC wins the division with a record of 9-1, and 18 points. Frisch will take the two seed with a record of 8-1-0-1, 17 points. Rounding out the playoffs for the division, SAR at 7-3 and will get the three spot. And Kushner, despite being tied with SAR in points, because they only have six wins, the records of 6-2-2 by virtue of those two ties, Kushner at 14 points also falls back to the four seed. Now, we knew coming into the week who would be in the Eastern slots, mostly because of the results of last week. We knew Rambam beating Hank last week gave Rambam the division. We knew that Hafter taking a 1-1 tie over DRS, uh, that that was going to give them the second seed in the division. But there was one matchup we had not seen all year. It is the classic matchup in JV hockey over the last few years. And that is the grudge match that is Rambam and Hafter. Two teams did not meet up all year till this past week. And again, like we said, game not really meaning much. Rambam already wrapped up the top seed. Hafter already getting the two seed. But you knew that the two teams would come in and really take it as a pride thing, given that the schools are, well within 10 minutes walking distance from each other, see each other every day. Believe me, as a member of uh, Ravens Nation, this game was always one that you looked to and you circled on your calendar. Uh, You know, again, not that much riding on this other than pride, but 
for that, it may as well have the championship written all over it. Well, in this case, this one would be decided by one goal, a goal late in the second period, and that would be in favor of the two-seed Hafter. Hafter taking a 3-2 victory over Rambam, Noah Chesser, the game-breaking goal, uh, breaking a 2-2 tie, two goals on the day for Rambam's uh, Jonathan Yitzhaki. Yitzhaki having a fantastic year, but not enough. Yoni Spielman, uh, Aiden Schechter, and Noah Chesser potting three goals for the Hawks. The Hawks improved their record to 7-2-1, and 15 points. Still, as I said, not able to catch the Ravens, who finished their season with an 8-1-1 and record. This their first loss on the year. But they will go in as the one seed, Hafter as the two. DRS the three seed at 5-3-2, 12 points. And Magan David at 5-5, five and five, rounding out the playoff team's in the East. Well, we have two games that have, we know, we know the matchups. The matchups, we know all four games. Only two games have been set schedule-wise, and the first game will be tomorrow night. That will be West 1 TABC taking on East 4 Mag and David. That'll be in TABC tomorrow night at 8.30. The other game on the, uh, on the slate will actually be the other half of that bracket, and that will be East 2 Hafter hosting West 3 SAR, that'll be next Wednesday night, the 21st, at 7.15. The other bracket, the other half of the bracket that hasn't been fully decided yet, East 1 Rambam taking on West 4 Kushner, and West 2 Frisch taking on East 3 DRS. Um, just looking at the brackets, it is going to be a really big, big semifinal. You can already tell the possible matchups, the possibility of a TABC Hafter, TABC SAR, possibility of Rambam DRS, Frisch Kushner from two weeks ago, that, that game where Kushner upset them in overtime, uh, the possibility of four West teams making it, possibility of, you know, an East number one possibly getting knocked out. There's so many possibilities this year. It is so wide open. I think we've shown that throughout the entire year with our rankings. Let's take a look at the last rankings of the regular season for JV. Obviously, at the top spot, the TABC Storm, having defeated Frisch, the number two seed, uh, the number two ranked team. Uh, there's no really nowhere for them to really go other than at the top. Frisch stays in two despite the loss. Hafter, uh, claiming or really putting their stamp on the three spot with the win over Rambam. Kushner at the four, Rambam at the five, DRS at the six, SAR seven, JEC eight, Mag and David nine. Um, JEC not making the playoffs, but definitely a team I would place over Mag and David. MTA at 10, Flatbush 11, North Shore 12, Ramaz 13, Hank 14, YDE 15, rounding out the regular season, heading in to the playoffs, all leading up to the JV Hockey Championship on March 18th in Lawrence Middle School. Moving over to varsity hockey now, where each division had three games. I can't really say they had three games. Each really had two, and two games that had results didn't get, but didn't really get played. Going to start out in the East. We were just talking about Rambam Hafter for JV in a game that didn't mean much. Well, here was a game that meant a heck of a lot. Rambam and Hafter both came into the week at 18 points. The winner of this game would be the second by seat in the East behind DRS. DRS already 
finishing their season a record of 12-1-1, 25 points. Already know they're the top seed, but we need to find out 2-6 through six in the East, and this very first game got us there. Oren Goldberg becoming a thorn in the Ravens' side, notching another two-goal game. Daniel Salzberger adding two as well to give Hefter a 4-2 victory over the Ravens, a 3-2 game that had an empty netter late, very close game. The two teams played earlier to a 2-1, uh, 2-1 Hefter win. Goldberg getting two goals in that game as well, the winner coming within the last minute. So Rambam and Hafter still putting together some fantastic performances, uh, but Hafter taking this one. They get the two spot in the East, and we'll get the bye into the quarterfinals. So Rambam with the loss drops to 9-5, and five, 18 points, getting the three spot. The question is, how would things fall in behind them? Who would they end up playing in the first round? And that was determined that same night. All those have to be decided, the four, five, and six. Let's take a look at how that was coming into the week. Solomon Schechter finished off their season last week with a record of 8 4 and 2 So even though they had 18 points, they would still be behind anybody else who would hit the 18-point mark. As of last week, only one team could hit that, and that was the North Shore Stars. North Shore entered the week with a record of 8-5. and five. They would end up taking on Hank, who had a record of 6-6 six and six coming into the week. If North Shore got the win against Hank, North Shore would jump over Solomon Schechter into the, into the four seed, knocking Solomon Schechter down to the five. However, if Hank were to get the victory over North Shore and then get a victory in their last game over Flatbush, Hank would jump over North Shore into the five seed and would then play against Solomon Schechter, dropping North Shore all the way down to six. Well, none of those things happened. And I mean that because Hank and North Shore ended up in a 3-3 tie. So, it really didn't do much to the standings. Um, Hank and North Shore each got one point. Uh, North Shore jumping to a record of 8-5 and 1-17 points. Hank with a record of 6-6 and 1. Hank would also get a forfeit victory over Flatbush. Uh, That game not really having a chance to be made up after... Um, the postponement a few weeks ago. So Hank getting that win, finishing with a record of 7-6-1. and one. Uh, Charles Greshus in his first varsity game as a freshman, netting two goals for the Stars to lead to that 3-3 game. So the East playoffs will look like this. You have DRS and Hafter, each with the bye. You have Rambam hosting Hank. It will be a rematch of that fantastic game from a few weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago, I think, actually. Yeah, just coming back from the break. Rambam winning 3-1 in Hank. Well, Rambam will get the opportunity again to put the screws to Hank. And in the other game, North Shore Solomon Schechter. We, we mentioned this a few weeks ago. And we laughed about it a few weeks ago. But here it is. You have Solomon Schechter in the four seed. You have North Shore in the five seed. North Shore will be hosting as the five seed. Solomon Schechter, no home gym. Every game this year on the road. So their home record, is, their away record, obviously impressive. But against a revamped and re-energized North Shore team, now adding Greshus into the mix. They've already gotten the two wins over Solomon Schechter this year. Both of them in overtime. I think both of them with 3-2 wins for North Shore. But now you add that in, and you add in the home crowd for North Shore... I don't like this for Solomon Schechter, but, you know, it, it, it's, it still remains to be seen. 
I think North Shore is a dark horse coming out of the first round. I can legitimately see both the five and the six seed taking wins here because it's that close this year in the East. It is that close. I just want to remind you again how the playoffs work before I go any further. Uh, the top two seeds get a bye. Uh, three versus six, four versus five, and then you basically reseed after that. So if you say, let's say every, let's say the one, two, three, and four teams win, East one, two, three, and four, um, and then the same thing with the West. They basically then follow like JV, where they flip and they fall into a bracket where East one faces West four. Uh, West 2 faces East 3, West 1 faces East 4, and East 2 faces West 3. So it's not straight, it's not linear, it is, after you get past the first round, it is Olympic style, just like JV. So now that we figured out the East, let's, well, I mean, I can give you the matchups now. Uh, The North Shore Solomon Schechter game is happening tomorrow night. That'll be tomorrow night in North Shore at 6.30. The Rombaum Hank game will be this coming Saturday night at 8 p.m. So those games, amazing ones to look forward to. Again, the home teams taking the wins this in on the season against the teams that they're going to face on the road, but this is the playoffs. It is so tight. Anything can happen. Taking a look over at the West now. Three games on the week, although two really, because much like the East, you had two played and you had one forfeit. Um, you had the big game on the week you had TABC and Frisch, and then you had uh, not so much, not so much a, a little game in comparison, but you had MTA and JEC in a, in a game. The two games really helped to fill out the final two spots that needed to be decided, and that was the West three and the West four. Frisch coming into the game against TABC hot, needing a win to put the screws to MTA and to actually jump over MTA and into the three spot, not getting it. And for M Tiger and you see Copstick with the goals for the Storm in their 2 nothing win over Frisch. The loss coupled with MTA's two wins on the week. I say two wins. I know I only mentioned the MTA JEC game, but they would also get the forfeit win over Hillel. So the two games, they throw the Cougars back into fourth place, and it lifts MTA into the third seed in the West. The results mean that Frisch will take on Kushner, a team that's been a thorn in their side over the recent years. This year, though, Cougars easily dispatching of the Cobras six to nothing. As for MTA, well, they'll get JEC for the second time in two weeks. This time, it will be at home in MTA. Again, that a 6-3 win for the Lions. And so this is how the Western Conference shakes out. You have SAR as the one with 13-0-1, oh, oh, 27 points. TABC with 13, a record of 13-1, and one, which by any other year's standards is a division championship. TABC, 13-1, 26 points, the two seed in the West. MTA finishing at 10-4, 20 points, the three seed. Frisch, 9-4-1. As uh, with 19 points, and Kushner 6 6 0 1, 13 points. JEC finishing at a record of 5 and 8, 10 points, being the sixth seed in the West. Two games not played on the year JEC Kushner, Ramaz Hillel. Obviously, those games would not change anybody's status, and so trying to make them play that at this point is really meaningless. So we just move on into the postseason. The 
th game between the three and the six, MTA and JEC, will take place this coming, uh, sorry, next Tuesday, not tonight, next Tuesday the 20th at 8 p.m. in MTA. And the Frisch-Kushner battle will be the very same night next Tuesday at 8.45 p.m. in Frisch. Again, this is how it's going to shake out. You have DRS and TABC in one bracket. You have SAR and Hafter in the other bracket. And you have the East teams, the winner, the two winning East teams will move on with the highest East team remaining and coming out of that first round facing TABC, the lowest facing SAR. And then you'll have the opposite for the West, where the highest remaining West team, let's say MTA beats JEC, they'll automatically play Hafter, whereas the winner of Frisch Kushner, the 4-5, will go to face DRS. So that's how hockey looks, and uh, it's amazing to think that we are already here. Hockey shaping up to be incredible. Again, just like the JV, the varsity leading up to the varsity championship game on March 18th in Lawrence Middle School. Cannot wait to get to that point. Taking one last look at the uh, rankings for the Varsity Hockey League. SAR finishing the regular season at 1, DRS at 2, TABC at 3, Frisch at 4, Hafter at 5, MTA at 6, Rambam at 7, Hank at 8, North Shore, the latest jump from 9th to 12th, Kushner dropping, sorry, North Shore coming, going from 12th to 9th, I'm sorry, Kushner dropping from 9th to 10th, JEC from 10th to 11th, Ramaz 11th to 12th, the rest all academic. Solomon Schechter at 13. YDE at 14. Flatbush at 15. Mag and David 16. Hillel at 17. Westchester 18. Shari Torah at 19. Again, it's, it's interesting to see uh, Solomon Schechter down below team, like a team like Ramaz that didn't make the playoffs. But I think, again, that really does lend itself to the schedules that each team played this year. Uh, Solomon Schechter having a relatively easy schedule. But they got the wins that they needed to. They'll be in the four seed. It would be it'll, it'll be a very interesting uh, sight to see them come out of the first round. Um, again, I'm a little skeptical just given the strength of that North Shore team. Again, it is it's still a very interesting um, setup. It's still pro quite possibly. I think I believe I'm going to look for confirmation that this is the only time that we will ever have a high seed, a higher seed on the road in the first round of the playoffs. Could happen somewhere else. I know, or I, at least talking to Mo Fuchs a, weeks, a few weeks ago, Mo Fuchs a few weeks ago, it has not happened in hockey. So this will definitely be a first. Uh, and I think that advantage North Shore on this one. Very interesting to see what happens coming out of the first round. But um, going to be a quick turnaround, especially for the West teams. Um, because they're really pushing the, the boundary limits for when the first round needs to be played by, and especially with um, President's Weekend coming up next week, especially with uh, you know not having Sunday, Monday, Saturday night, Sunday, well, Saturday night they're going to have, well, we're going to have Rambam and Hank, but Sunday, not having Sunday, Monday to play games, it really does cramp the time period for the second round. So it'll be very interesting to see what the turnaround times will be for those games. You are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored, once again, by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Well, we've gotten through hockey now. Get We've set up the hockey playoffs for you. Now it's time to move 
onto basketball. We're going to start out in varsity basketball. Coming into the week in varsity basketball, we knew which 12 teams would be in the postseason from the East and the West. In the East, we got one better. We knew what the matchups would be. We knew that Flopwish would face Rambam. We knew that would be at Rambam. We knew that Hank and Hafter would be the 4 or 5. The question was, who would be the 4? Who would be the 5? Coming into the week, Hank and Hafter both tied at 7 wins. Hafter at 7 and 7. Hank at 7 and 6. So Hank, the only team that could affect that matrix, a Hank loss, would mean that Hafter would host uh, a week after Hafter beat Hank in Hank. A Hank win against Rambam, and they would take the game in the first round. So in a game that had those hosting implications, Oren Batesh and Moshe Khalili, their 13 points apiece, lead Hank in a revenge win at the most inopportune time over Rambam, 44-31. The win means that Hank gets win number 8, jumping them over Hafter into the 4th and hosting position for the first round. For Rambam, the 3 seed, they limp into the postseason, having lost their last 3 and 4 of their last 6. They have not won a game on this side of New Year's, and are going to be tasked with hosting a Flatbush team that they beat by 13 back in early November at the very beginning stages of the season. That game taking place tonight in Rambam in only a few short minutes. That game beginning at 8 o'clock. Um, Flatbush would end their year with an 83-63 loss to DRS. Gideon Valinsky scoring 31 points for the Wildcats. Um, a, a his second impressive performance game on the week. DRS also taking out YDE by the score of 83-59. Valinsky with 24 in that one. So Valinsky, 55 points in two games this week. One against YDE, one against DRS. DRS taking the, sorry, one against Flatbush. Uh, DRS taking the win in both those games to up their record to 12-2. and two. The only other game for the East on the week didn't really mean much to either the East or the West, and that was Hillel and Shari Torah. Hillel picking up win number two on the year out West, defeating Shari Torah 58-48. to So the East wrapped up like this. Mag and David in number one, 14-0. DRS, the two seed in the East, 12-2. Rambam, the three seed, 9-5. Hank, the four seed at 8-6. Hafter, the five seed, 7-7. Seven seven. Flatbush, the six seed. At 6 and 8. Again, Rambam and Flatbush will do battle tonight in only a few minutes. Hafter and Hank, that game in Hank to be determined. Taking a look over in the West now, there were two parts to this. Uh, you needed to determine the one seed and the possibility. There was also the possibility of a four-way tie. Both would end up being intertwined. We'll start out first in talking about the number one seed. And for the last few years, if you followed the trajectory of this senior class, you know about the rivalry between Frisch and SAR. You know that when these when these when the senior class was freshmen, they met up in the championship game. You know when they were sophomores two years ago, these groups met up in the championship game with Frisch taking both of those home. So you know about that there's no love loss between the two. And you know SAR just wants their revenge. And what better way to get revenge than to take the number one seed away from the Frisch Cougars. And the Frisch looking to clinch the one seed this week, needing one win or an SAR loss. Uh, in this case, a win over SAR 
would take care of that in a tight game throughout the first quarter. SAR holding a 15-12 lead. Max Meyerhoff would open the quarter with a runner to cut the lead to one uh, for Frisch, but SAR would explode for an 11-2 run over the next four minutes. SAR would open up a 10-point lead going into the half at 34-24. Scoring would be at a premium in the third quarter, both teams combining for 11 points six of which came in the final minute of the quarter. Frisch would take the 6-5 edge on the quarter with two Jack Stepner free throws to end the stanza, but the deficit would still be nine in favor of the Sting. The teams would then trade buckets in the fourth, and Frisch would get no closer, suffering their first loss in league play 46-35 to the SAR Sting. Noah Gurin, 15 points for SAR in the win. The loss by Frisch would keep SAR's hopes alive for now, because a fresh loss to Heschel would claim the division crown for SAR. So that would happen a little later on in the week. Another another score, just to let you know, about Ramaz uh, defeating Kushner 62-42. to Ramaz's win assures that there would be at least a three-way tie with TABC, Ramaz, and Waterbury at 8 and 6 with the Rams locking themselves into a into the 5 spot and now dropping Waterbury down to the 6 who both teams would play would come down to one final game and that would come the next night between Heschel and Frisch so both of our both of our talking points really did come down to the one game and that is Frisch and Heschel who would get the one seed a Heschel uh, a Heschel win meant SAR would get the one seed a Frisch win meant, meant Frisch would get the one seed. Uh, a, a Heschel win meant Heschel would get the three seed out west. A Heschel loss, well, we'd have ourselves a four-way tie. So how would this play out? Well, for a game that was a rematch of last year's championship, it certainly wasn't anywhere near as close. A 36-point win for Frisch, behind 25 points from Jack Stepner to end SAR's chances at the top spot, clinching for the Cougars a final score of 64-28. to The loss for Heschel, the fourth in a row. The Heat a month ago looking like a lock for the third seed, now falling into that four-way tiebreak where they will fall to fourth place due to last week's loss to TABC, giving the Storm the extra win needed to pull into third on the tiebreak. Heschel will still host, but they will now get Ramaz. Heschel took the only meeting in the regular season, 63-45. to But like Rambam in the East, Heschel comes in on a real low. So the playoff matchups will be as follows. Frisch, the one seed. SAR, the two seed. Frisch at 13-1. SAR at 13-1. So you had those two teams tied with Frisch getting the tiebreak. And then the rest of the playoff seeds all at 8-6. You had TABC, Heschel, Ramaz, and Waterbury. Out of that, TABC won the tiebreak. They'll be the three seed. Heschel, the second team in that tiebreak. They'll be the four seed. Ramaz and Waterbury in that order. So TABC and Waterbury will get together and they will do battle this Thursday night in TABC at 8 p.m. And the other game, Ramaz Heschel, that's going to be way out on the 27th. So we're talking two weeks from uh, two weeks from now. We're talking two weeks from tonight, which is insane because that's really brushing up, especially in a year where the basketball championship comes first. Generally in a year where the hockey championship would come first and the basketball championship's the second one to be played, that's not so much a problem. But now it's going to force one or two games to happen within a short week stretch, meaning that the winner of that Heschel-Ramaz game may not get that much time to recover and not, may not get that much time to, to get themselves set up for what will be 
a second or quarter, a second round quarterfinal contest. The only other game uh, in the West on the week, rounding out the West, and this is this was just something good to talk about. JEC and Hillel did battle on Tuesday night. JEC defeated Hillel 63 to 46. Shalom Dershowitz with 13 points in the win for the Thunder, who closed the season winners of six of their last eight. But the touching moment of this game, one of the many reasons why the Yeshiva League is so great. Shua Cohn, his first game in two years after a long battle with illness, getting the start, the opening points in the game, and then all alone at the foul line to finish it off with all the crowd support behind him. There are, these are the moments, folks. Let no one tell you, tell you that there are games or these games that don't matter to these kids once they hang up the sneakers. I think this is one game that and one moment that just shows the the tribute of endurance and just the triumph over adversity that many of these kids go through from the moment that they start playing to the moment that they finish playing and even in life and even for those aspects of our life that keep us from the game and then us fighting hard to get back into the game it, it it's one of the many interesting lessons that sports teaches us and the camaraderie and the the community and just the togetherness of that moment. If you get a chance to take a look at the clip that's up, um, I, I think that I think you'll feel exactly exactly just how touching these moments really are and what these what this league means to most people. So JEC finishing at six and eight just out of a playoff spot in the West. Moving over to JV basketball now. Uh, starting out in the East with Mag and David knocking off Hank last week. Our six playoff teams were chosen, but two through six still up for grabs. We knew that Hafter would get the top spot at nine and one. The question was, Shari Torah, DRS, North Shore, Mag and David, YDE, who would go where? And with all the drama heading into the week, it, was, it sort of turned into a dud because we knew... I, I went through all of the the scenarios last week. I went through the uh, you know the Shari Torah. If Shari Torah defeated Ezra, you know Shari would be the two, and the three would depend on DRS and YD. If Shari loses to Ezra, I went I went to through all of those, and the truth is, th- the one game that everything really hinged on didn't even really happen. With all the drama, it sort of turned into a done with Shari Torah getting a forfeit win off the bat. Handing, you know, Ezra would hand them the second place, um, second place by, leaving two games to really shake out the rest of the pack. So as a result, we knew Hafter would get the one, Shari Toro would get the two. The three seed would come down to either DRS or North Shore. A DRS win over YDE would give them the tiebreak, put North Shore into the into the fourth spot, and the fifth and sixth would depend on whether Mag and David would defeat Ezra. DRS loss. North Shore would be the three, YDE would be the four, DRS would fall all the way to fifth through the tiebreak with YDE, and Mag and David is six. In the end, though, it would be the Wildcats getting the job done, knocking off the Thunder by 14 to clinch the three seed and North Shore the four. For YDE, they would now need to wait in order to see the winner of the Mag and David Ezra game to determine their seeding. However, that game, like most others we've, we've featured this week, did not happen as Ezra would forfeit their second game on the week, giving Mag and David their sixth win, pushing them into fifth place. So now the defending champions, Mag and David, will travel to North Shore in their first round contest. The Warriors took the only game of the season series by a whopping 21 points, but that was back at the end of October, and a lot has happened 
in that time. That will happen this coming Thursday night in North Shore, 6.45 p.m. As for the other East game, I'm sure you've guessed it already. It'll be the three-seed DRS Wildcats hosting a familiar opponent, the number six YDE Thunder, for the second time in two weeks. That game taking place in about a half hour in DRS. So the final standings board in the East looks like this. You have Hafter at 9-1, Shari Tower the 2 at 8-2, and two, DRS and North Shore at 7-3, DRS taking the tiebreak as the 3, North Shore at 4, Mag and David at 6-4 and four as the 5, and YDE at 5-5, five and five. they are the 6th. Taking a look over in the West. In the West, uh, all but six, all six teams were determined last week, but here the seeding was also determined too, making these games all just about finishing on the right note. Uh, Tuesday night, two games. Ramaz defeating MTA 57-34. The win, coupled with Hillel's 45-25 loss to JEC, helps avoid a three-way tie, though it would have been irrelevant, and it also sets up a pretty straight standings board from top to bottom. Uh, you'll have Frisch at 10-0, JEC at 9-1, TABC at 8-2, SAR at seven and three, Ramaz at six and four, Heschel five and five, Hillel four and six, MTA three and seven, Kushner two and eight, Westchester one and nine, Maor at O and ten. Um, so Ramaz will finish with six wins and will travel to SAR against whom they suffered a narrow two point loss back in early November. That game uh, will take place. Uh, that, well, that game hasn't been determined of yet, actually. In the other first-round game, TABC will meet up with Heschel in Teaneck. That'll be this coming Thursday night at 6.30. The two teams met up last week, defending runners-up Storm, winning by eight to lock up the three-seed. For JEC, the win is their ninth on the year, as I said. The Thunder will look to the quarterfinals as they enjoy a bye. Hillel and MTA finish just outside the postseason with four wins and three wins, respectively. Taking a look at the uh, bracket, uh, you'll have Frisch and Shari Torah in one half of the bracket, Hafter and JEC in the other half with the East, as you know, as we said, with hockey uh, and with varsity basketball, they follow the same format. Um, the JV hockey follows along with the girls' uh, varsity and JV, uh, not JV, follows along with the girls' varsity in that they only they start at the quarterfinals. The JV basketball, varsity basketball, and varsity hockey all start with a first-round play-in prior to their quarterfinals. Uh, speaking of girls' varsity, we are going to move over to girls' varsity right now. We're going to move over to girls' varsity A, where it was a very packed week. There were six games on the past week, and uh, most of them had something to do uh, or had some, uh, some big bearing on the way things played out. Um, starting out in the East, where the all-important game between the uh, Ramaz Rams and the uh, uh, Central Wildcats was played. Rams would come out the victor, giving Ramaz the division crown, upping their record to 8-3, and three, dropping Central 
two, seven, and four for Central. It would now be all about second place. Thankfully for them, they were saved by an unlikely ally, the Hank Hurricanes. Hank, already eliminated from playoff contention last week, played spoiler to North Shore's hosting hopes, knocking the Stars off 48 to 42 behind 13 from Mara Hamada. The loss dropped North Shore to seven and five, and in doing so, Central's last game against Flatbush became meaningless for Central, but not for the Falcons. After a back and forth game, Flatbush rode foul shots at the end of the game to a 43-31 victory, pulling Flatbush, Central, and North Shore into a three-way tie at 7-5, and five, which, based on tiebreaker, went to Central, keeping them in second seed, but bumped Flatbush up and over North Shore into the third seed. So Hanks win over North Shore, a costly one for the Stars. The Canes would finish their season off with a loss to Ramaz in a meaningless game for both teams as the Rams got set for the postseason, but who they would face would be decided in a matter of two games out west. That would be between SAR and Frisch and Bruria and Hillel. SAR taking their uh, their last game of the year, 45-37 to over Frisch. SAR's win caps off a perfect 12-0 season. They will host the four seed in the East North Shore. The Frisch loss drops them to 7-5 in a tie with Maya. Note their hopes for the second seed now rested on Hillel. A heat win over Bruria and Frisch would stick in the go unanswered. Bruria would take a 50-40 win and Bruria's win would help them stay out of a three-way tie that would have dropped them all the way to fourth place. Instead, they now sit in second and will host a first-round game against Flatbush. Frisch will travel to Central in their first-round game. Maya Note, who came into the week knowing that they would be going on the road in the first round, found out their opponent, the Eastern Conference champion, Ramaz Rams. Taking a look at the standings, the really interesting standings board in the East. Ramaz finishes in one at nine and three. Then you have Central, Flatbush, and North Shore all at seven and five. Central the two, Flatbush the three, North Shore the four. Taking a look at the West, you have SAR at twelve and O as the one. Bruria at eight and four, the two. Frisch and Mayanote tied at seven and five. Frisch the three, Mayanote the four. Just something interesting to figure here. If Hillel had beaten Bruria, you would have each division having the one seed determined. And two, three, and four all tied at seven and five, which would have been absolutely hilarious. Taking a look at the playoff matchups. So in bracket number one, you'll have the East One Ramaz Rams hosting the West number four Maya Note. That game has not been determined of yet. They will face the winner of the West Two Bruria East Three Flappish game. That'll take place this Thursday night in Bruria. Over in the other bracket, you have the Western Conference champion, the SAR Sting, taking on East number four North Shore Stars. That game will take place next Wednesday, the 21st, at 7.30 p.m. And the final matchup, the winner of that SAR game, will take on the winner of the Central Frisch game, East 2 Central, West 3 Frisch. That game has not been determined of yet. Speaking of things not determined of yet, we have... We're going to take you over to Girls Varsity B now, where there's still so much up in the air. We told you last week about what the possibilities were for Girls Varsity B. We told you about how everything could shake out. You had Bruria fighting for a perfect season. You had Mag and David fighting to clinch the two-seed and stay out of a potential three-way tie. You had Ilan and Shalhevet fighting for the final playoff spot, SKA, just hoping that they would get a chance to jump into the two-seed. There was so much to be determined. Bruria came into the week at 11-0. Mag and David came in at 8-3. SKA at 8-4, already knowing that they would 
need Elon to win two games in order to have a shot at the second seed. This is the, the this is the league where we told you about last week could find themselves in a three-way tie-break coin flip. And well, the two things that needed to happen to get us there both did happen. Bruria took a 29-16 win over Mag and David. That shot Bruria up to a perfect 12 and 0. Bruria now the clear number 1 seed heading into the postseason. Who 2, 3 and 4 would be? We have no idea. Mag and David with the loss dropped to 8 and 4. So they are now tied with SKA for the 2 and 3 spot. But the one game that people were really watching is the game at the bottom of the playoff bracket between Elon and Shalhevet. Elon came into the week at 6 and four shall have it at four and six shall have it needing two wins over Elon in order to clinch a postseason berth Elon needing one win to clinch a postseason two wins would launch them into a three-way tie and a coin flip. Well, the game would go to Elon, a 52-19 to drubbing of Shalhevet. Elon upping itself to 7-4, and Shalhevet to 4-7. and seven. So now, it all comes down to the game that might just be wrapping up right now between Elon and Shalhevet. Shalhevet, nothing to fight for. Shalhevet is completely eliminated. The one thing that they can do, they could help the league avoid a massive, massive coin flip. If Shalhevet wins tonight, Elon finishes at sorry, Elon finishes at seven and five. They will end up facing Bruria in the first round, and SK and Mag and David will take place in Mag and David. However, if Elon wins tonight, Elon will will improve to eight and four, and so you'll have Mag and David, SKA, and Elon all tied at eight and four, which means we go to tiebreakers. And wouldn't you know it? All three teams are 2-2 two two against each other. Mag and David beat SKA twice and lost to Elon twice. SKA lost to Mag and David twice but beat Elon twice. And Elon beat Mag and David twice but lost to SKA twice. So we have that all tied up. Any other tiebreaker you would use, virtually irrelevant. They all face each other. So, um, you know, there is no strength of schedule difference. They all beat the teams, they all got have the same record against teams that are in the playoffs. So there's really not much you can do but go down and you have a three-way coin flip now. Um, that's very interesting because what you can really have now is you have you can have Mag and David, who's been you know riding a very hot season, find themselves now the mercy of a coin flip. You could potentially have Mag and David and Bruria as a first-round game, assuming that Mag and David loses the coin flips. You could also have SKA and Bruria in the first round. Wouldn't that be interesting? The the championship games for the last several years in Girls Varsity B as a first-round matchup. This can shape so much, all at the mercy of a George Washington. You know, you go heads or tails, and you find yourself with matchups that you might have the one and two facing each other. The, the first, I went by one and two, I mean the, the top team and the second team ranking-wise, facing each other in the first round. You have third and fourth team ranking-wise in the other semifinal, and one of those two teams makes it to a final. It, 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 when you're at the mercy of a coin flip, it's just so, so strange. You never know what can happen. But uh, here's what will happen. Complete and utter chaos. But that will that we will we will have that determined 
in a matter of minutes. If it's not already figured out, I'm sure that Commissioner Gordon is already waiting with the coin in hand just to see what the score is going to be for Elon and Shalhevet. That will probably be reported just after this game, so we'll have that for you and all of the drama, all of the chaos next week right here on the Court Report. Our final league, a league that really didn't have much drama coming into the week. This is a league where we knew exactly what was going on, and that's Girls JV. For the last couple of weeks, we already knew what the playoff matchups were going to be. You knew that in the in the West, SAR uh, would be the division champion. They're at 9-1. and one. Frisch would be the 2. Maya Note would be the 3 seed. Uh, we went through all that last week. The West did not have any games this past week. It would be all in the East. There were three games, all of them irrelevant, starting out with North Shore's 50-32 win over Hank. The win bumps them up to 8-2 and two into the second seed. Hank would rebound with a 39-28 win over Ramaz. The win keeps Hank out of a three-way tie that still would have gone their way, but up ahead for them, a Frisch team that battered them only a few weeks ago. And in order to uh, just round out the season, Flatbush finishing on a high note, defeating Central 37-23. to So the rest of the Eastern Division looks like this. You had Hafter at 9-1, North Shore at 8-2, Hank at 4-6, Flatbush at 3-7, Ramaz and Central both finishing at 2-8. Taking a look at the playoff bracket, uh, you have the S- you have SAR and Hafter with the buys in SAR's bracket. Uh, SAR will face the winner of the East 2 North Shore West 3 Maya Note game. That game taking place this coming Thursday night at 8.30 in North Shore. East 1 Hafter will take on the winner of the West 2 Frisch hosting East number 3 Hank. That will take place next Tuesday at 6.45 in Frisch. Frisch and Hank, as I mentioned, uh, they took they they played this past season. Frisch taking that by a wide wide margin. So the the way this is setting up for the second round could be extremely interesting. North Shore and Maya Note winner going on to SAR. Frisch and Hank winner going on to Hafter, and this is going to be a battle of the. I don't want to say it's just it's going to be a battle of epic proportions. I know it's a cliche. I don't want to keep using that. I don't want to keep using cliches to determine you know to to help describe this. But it just is. It's just so interesting and so intense this time of year. All leading up to their championship games, they'll be the first. They'll, the The girls' JV championship will be the first championship played, I believe, unless we find out that girls' varsity B is playing at a point sooner. But it'll be the first. It'll be the first championship played on the Nahum Siegel Network, and that will be, I believe, March eighth out in TABC. I cannot wait. It's going to be my first time calling a girls' basketball game. Uh, cannot wait to prep for that. Cannot wait to just get into it, and to really get started. It's so much fun. Calling these championships is always a blast. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't believe we're at this point already, folks. It's the it's mid-February. Next week is President's Week. Uh, next week, we're already counting into the 20s in terms, of, in terms of days in February. We are there. You know, we've been asking for it all year, and it's finally here, folks. It is the Yeshiva League playoffs. This is the time where it matters. I can't believe we are finally counting down the days to the championship, and championship season starts in less than one month. March Madness, 
upon us so soon. Speaking of March Madness, other things that happened in March, Saracek released the final teams for their uh, for their tournament over the last few days. We mentioned Saracek briefly a few weeks ago when John Bandler was on our show. And, uh, well, they've released the Yeshiva League teams that will be in the Saracek tournament, starting with the DRS Wildcats. Also entering will be the Hank Hurricanes, the Mag and David Warriors, the SAR Sting, the Frisch Cougars, obviously MTA, who is there every year because they're the host team, and the TABC Storm. So it is shaping up to be an extremely insane Saracek bracket. We will get to that. Uh, soon they are going to announce the seedings on March 5th. So we should have something for you in regards to that, hopefully uh, uh, for our March 6th show. Cannot wait to get to that point next week. We will be on on our normal schedule. We have a couple of games this week that we will go into that we're going to recap. And then we'll get you all set up for all the action that's going to come following next Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, you have hit the most amazing time of the year. And I cannot wait to bring all of the action to you. It is going to be phenomenal. There is no word other than that that can help me describe the most intense, exhilarating, exciting, heart-racing, pounding, you name it. Every superlative, every adjective, that's what this point of the year is. You don't believe me? Stay tuned to the next few weeks. It is going to be a blast. Again, we are looking for sponsorships for our three championship games. If you or anybody you know would be interested or might be a good fit, please let us know. Please give us a call. Send me an email. Message me. Let me know. We are looking for ways to make this championship game even better than last year. Again, the three championship games coming up March 8th. We have the girls JV and Varsity A championships. We have the Boys JV and Varsity Basketball Championships on the 11th from uh, from the Max Run Athletic Center at Yeshiva University. And our coup de grace, the last games, the Boys JV and Varsity Hockey Championships on March 18th from Lawrence Middle School. Well, that's our show, folks. Thank you so much again for listening in, tuning in. Uh, Tune in again next week as our playoff coverage really ramps up. We'll have, like I said, all this week's uh, action. Plus, we'll preview the next rounds and whatever we have for the next few weeks. Uh, Thank you again for listening in. And, uh, yeah, like I said, like I keep saying, it's the most intense time of the year. Buckle up, folks. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20, like you did this morning with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and our new Instagram handle. Uh, Once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you, it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week, right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 
Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com